0: You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zaire. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started.
1: Welcome, friends. I'm Dr. Jeannie Zaire with the Build a Brain podcast with my good friend Kibway Cooper, the audio engineer that makes this all happen. So, so happy to have a friend that will let me talk and he asked me good questions so that you can learn about the building blocks first identified by Reuven Feuerstein. When I saw these the first time, I was like, where's this been my whole life? Oh my goodness. And I soon knew they were the building blocks of all thinking and learning and growing in life. So, one thought at a time, one block at a time, I hope this podcast has helped you. When we finish up the cognitive functions, which we're gonna do today on this episode number 28, we're gonna launch then into the parameters of mediated learning. Oh my goodness, kibway. Yeah. Uh, they will not be quite as easy as the cognitive functions because they're so rich and so deep and so wide. But let's get on with our last one called showing self-control, All right? So I think everybody knows somebody who we would say, oh, she is so impulsive. Do you have somebody that comes to mind, way when I use the word Impulsive.
0: I come to mind when I
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was not thinking about you at all. I can be
0: quite impulsive. I feel things very swiftly and then I wanna move on it. Mm -hmm. You know, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But it can also Mm -hmm. anything in excess Mm -hmm. can quickly become its opposite.
1: <laughs> well said. A lot of wisdom. You must have a podcast called Empower You or something. I do. <laughs> Where you've learned all this good stuff. Yeah, every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like, "Oh, that's such a good fit with Bill <laughs> So this developing self-control is a, is our ability to override impulsivity when we think it could be getting us you know, into, into trouble. So impulsiveness isn't all bad. There's a lot of people with ADHD that are big thinkers that get a lot done in the world. They often become very good salesmen because they love the excitement of the next sale. Uh, they often become CEOs because they love a busy life and they like doing a lot of things all at the same time. Um, entrepreneurs. Oh, I think I am describing you. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe (laughs) it does describe why you are who you are. Okay. So it's not all bad. ADHD is not all bad. There's some really beautiful silver linings. Most kids that we have worked with here at the MindCap Center, are extremely bright and their parents will bring them because they have ADHD. And they may have a little anxiety that goes with it, maybe not, but teachers will say, oh, he could be doing so much better if he could just focus. And the kid's already got A's and B's, but you know, teachers just see a kid that is just constantly wanting to move or change or do something new and it can be a bit challenging to a classroom teacher to have such a child in the classroom. So about 25 to 30% of all people in the world that are diagnosed with ADHD do do not respond well to any medication. There are some people that medication really helps. I talked to an adult today, she's probably early 40s, and she went on Adderall and she said it's been fabulous. She's more focused and she gets things done. And I said, what are the side effects? And she said, well, all of a sudden my eyes have lost their ability to see and the doctor wants to put these extremely thick glasses on me. It's impacted her vision. And I'm like, well, what do you think about that? She says, I don't think I wanna stay on this medication if it's gonna impact my ability to see. So I don't know if it is, if it's that, or for some reason her eyes just took a dive, but she said she has no reason to believe and the optometrist also said, yeah, that's a possibility. So she's just gonna have to go in and check the side effects. Every medication you are on or your children are on, you must, must read the side effects. It's an appetite suppressant for her. Well, that's okay, she wants to lose maybe 10 pounds. So as an adult, we'd like our appetite to be suppressed. Do you for a six-year-old? I don't think so. They're still growing. So anyway, you got a lot of decisions to make with children that you think may have an attention issue. They don't focus well at school. They constantly want to move or they are daydreamy. They just don't focus, they're just, their mind is going someplace else instead of focused on what the teacher is saying. So this is a tough one. And interesting that that Reuven listed it, it is the last learning skill or what he called cognitive function under output. So before I open my mouth and say what I'm gonna say to my friend, have I thought about how it might impact them? So it also goes with number one that we talked about in session, episode number 10, considering a viewpoint. So I need to control my impulsivity before I say something that may hurt my friend's feelings. So this one is huge in our culture because we've been wired to want everything fast and right now so Kibwe, i'm old enough that when i was a kid we used to take pieces of paper and write things on it and put it in an envelope and write an address on the outside of this thing called an envelope and then there's a thing called a stamp and we would put it in something called a mailbox and they were called letters and we would send them away and wait for someone to answer And we'd maybe have to wait three or four weeks before we got something back. And then email come along. And we expect an email. You know, I answer all my emails within 24 hours. Some people are saying now three days, you know, get an email answered. But think about when you send a text to someone. What are you expecting when you send a text?
0: I'm expecting a response.
1: Immediately, right? More or less, (laughs) more or less. Yeah. I know my husband and I joke about, you know, we'll send a text and then go, why didn't you answer? You know, and it's only been 10 or 15 minutes, Uh, but we do expect texts right away. And so our technology has kind of wired us to be a bit impulsive. Mm. So we have to kind of learn how to breathe and be a little more mindful and be a little more relaxed and decide, is this something that I need to get worked up about or do I need to just take a moment? The theme of the Feuerstein program was actually our episode number 17 uh, thinking skill block. Just a moment. Let me think. On every cover page of the 25 Feuerstein programs, you will see that motto on the cover page. Just a moment, let me think. So that's at the core of this building block called showing self-control, is that just a moment before I hit my brother, Mm -hmm. could I maybe get in trouble for doing this? Before I eat the extra big Snickers bar, should I, about this that maybe I only want to cut off one little chunk and just slowly enjoy one bite instead of 20 bites so just a moment let me think isn't that a great theme or motto for mm? absolutely
0: I think it um, promotes a level of maturity too and you know freedom to consider I think sometimes we don't feel like we're allowed to consider and we feel like we have to make a decision right away But, you know, Mm. you have to Mm -hmm. help kids unlearn that. You know, you're allowed to take a second and respond. You know, you're allowed to think about what's the best option and then respond. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's really great. And I I love what you said about ADHD as well, because I do think, you know, Mm -hmm. with technology and the things that are going on, a lot of young people are going to have this problem and you know we can't throw yeah. them away yeah. nor can we throw ourselves away and so um understanding that the things that might make challenges for you are also the same things that will make room for you you know mm.
1: Mm, well said well said at MindCap, we like to tell parents that If no medication has worked, it's okay, because at MindCap, we're going to help your child's brain rewire for learning how to focus and delaying gratification. And just a moment, let me think, by doing some amazing programs designed by Reuben Feuerstein to rewire the brain for thoughtful, productive work. So they're their cognitive skill programs. You're maybe connecting dots to make certain shapes from a model frame, or you're trying to consider just the right word. One thing you will never hear from a mediator, it's what we call ourselves in the Feuerstein world. One thing you'll never hear us say is, hurry up, Kidway, get that done.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we never tell kids to hurry up and rush we do something you said i think on our last episode we actually encourage slowing down so you can speed up later so slowing down and thinking about your thinking is something we don't have time to do at school and sometimes parents don't give children at home time to do that to slow down and really consider how is my brain doing this? How am I thinking? There's a big word for that. It's called metacognition or thinking about my thinking. Studies done many, many years ago indicated that kids that could think about their strategies at school would get higher test scores. Well, that just makes sense. So do you remember some of your professors in college when you were taking courses that you kind of went, whoa, I've never had a professor quite like this. I, I've got to rethink my study yep. skills.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You were you were thoughtful. You were metacognitive, and you didn't blame the professor because that's kind of a victim mentality. Oh, it's all her fault because she's a mean professor. Though I have had those thoughts before is... Instead, you think, what do I need to do because I want a good grade in this course. I want a good grade, so I'm gonna have to adapt to how she is lecturing or how she does tests. I remember walking away my freshman year from I think it was a composition class and my first paper I turned out in was a horrible grade. And you know, I, I was used to good grades from high school. <laughs> And she loved giving her freshman students a really bad grade on their first essay, I think, to wake us up, to get our attention that she was going to be tough on us. But it got my attention, and I had to figure out what does she want, not what do I need, you know, for a grade, but what do I need to do for this teacher So being able to adapt our study skills to the courses that we're taking is just good reflective thinking and adapting to the situation you're in, which Lord knows we have to do it on every job we've ever had, right? Yeah, for sure. Different, different. Have you had bosses that challenged you that you thought, really? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like... um every new job or every new class Mm -hmm. or every new endeavor should challenge your thinking skills, should call into question is your strategy for solving the problems at work or in class or for a professor or in Mm -hmm. your household, is my strategy the best application at this point? Because I think sometimes Mm. we just adopt the strategies we Mm -hmm. get from our parents or people who we know.
1: But that may have an
0: absolute opposite effect on our specific situation. And I don't think that we take a second and and evaluate Mm -hmm. in each Mm -hmm. environment. Because when I take on new clients, I first want to hear about what you're wanting to do and what you've done already. What are your goals? What, have, yeah. or, what has already been done? What's not working? Mm-hmm. And so now yes. I can help restructure what's needing to happen in order to help you reach the goal. Because if I don't know the goal, mm-hmm. me coming in with my thinking ability doesn't really help you because we're, we could be working for totally different things. So first, what's important to you? What's the outcome we're looking for? And then we can build around that. So when you talk about thinking strategies, that's normally what I think. I'm like, well, yeah, every every single class, you know, you should be thinking, all right, how do I get the grade from this particular instructor, and then start working backwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You have a growth mindset, Kibwe, because you're looking at what skills can I gain. And it's not that, oh, I can't do this, so I'm a failure, or I'll never be able to get this, which would be a fixed mindset. And that's something we use at MindCap. That's some nice research that came out of of Stanford University Mm -hmm. with Dr. Carol Dweck. And I highly recommend it. It's a nice companion and it's what i hear you all the time sharing with on your empower you podcast that i love to listen to is this idea of a growth mindset that i don't even know if you realize you're doing that but you are and this growth mindset is a perfect fit with empower you and with build a brain
0: wow that's amazing
1: good, good that's fit. amazing mm-hmm. Thank you it so is much. you're welcome some questions that you could ask yourself or someone you're mentoring or someone who lives in your house could be I know it's hard to wait, but how can you help yourself to be patient? So that would be a question for an older child. A little kiddo is not going to be able to do that. Another good question for an older kiddo again is why does it pay to wait? Why does it pay to wait? So these are questions that help kids understand delaying gratification. So you never want to always pay off a kiddo every time they do something well. Um, Even praise. It's okay to wait a few days and go, oh, remember when you got your room all cleaned up on Wednesday? I just looked at it today. Nice work. And keep your praise kind of low key. At MindCap, we don't sit around going, oh, look what you did. That was what, you know, we don't go overboard because we want you to own the, and feel the joy of a job well done and own it yourself instead of doing it to make us happy, to make us happy, clappy. Yeah. Yeah. So if that makes sense, yeah. So this self-control is all about this idea of I am in control of my life or my behaviors or my the words coming out of my mouth, whether I'm five years old or 25 years old. So it needs some careful mediation with those around us so we can help each other with this idea of mediating for self-control. And if it's a very serious issue, then I highly recommend the Feuerstein program. We have a couple programs I could name at least, gosh, at least three, if not more, that really help with this. One is called Organization of Dots. Another one is called Tri-Channel Attentional Learning. It's a big name um and then another one that's called tactile kinesthetic and those three programs are very powerful tools when they're done methodically um, that can rebuild a brain for focus and self-control so it is very possible without medication uh, for this to happen
0: wow that's just absolutely incredible that's absolutely incredible and you all have all of like the resources homework assignments exercises board games books to support all of the work that you all do
1: Yes, we do. And if anyone would like some of those resources, you can go to our website. I'm sure it's listed underneath the podcast. Mind dash, you have to put the little dash in, mind-cap.org. And CAP, the C-A-P, stands for Cognitive Advantage Program. So MindCAP is um, a beautiful, catalytic program. We The Feuerstein is like the rocket ship. It's the bulk of the work that we do is using this Feuerstein program. But then we have two rocket boosters. So imagine two rocket boosters strapped to this big rocket. One is Growth Mindset, the work that came out of Stanford University, and Neuroplasticity, which is coming out of every medical university around the world, but first launched at the Berkeley Labs with a Dr. Marion Diamond. And so those two rocket boosters help us here at the MindCap Center accelerate the launch of your brain to become a better brain to handle life. And hopefully this podcast is going to help lots of people as well. So thank you, listeners. Thank you. It has been such a fun ride. We're not done yet. Kibway and I are going to now launch into the mediated learning parameters. There's 12 of those. When we get those 12 done, then we're going to start doing interviews.
0: That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. That's going
1: to be so fun. Yeah. I'm hoping to get some clients on. I have wonderful mediators and that I'm going to get them on and then other Feuerstein trainers and we'll pick their brains a little bit. It's going to be so much fun. All right. Well, thank you, Kibway. It's been awesome. You've helped me launch Build a Brain and we're, we're not done yet.
0: Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.